Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, we are live. Welcome, everybody. We're on Shulchan Aruch Siman Mem Zayin. Yeah, Halacha Yud. We are talking about Hilchot Birkat Torah. So Allah Hayyut says, Im hifsik minilmod benit asek ba'asakav. The person stopped learning in the morning. So he said Birkat Torah, he stopped learning. Benit asek ba'asakav, and he started doing uh, business. Kevan shedato lahazor dilmod lahavefsek. Since he has intent later on uh, in the day to go back and learn, it's not considered a fsek, not considered a pause. He doesn't have to say a bracha again. It's the same rule when it comes to sleeping. And going to the shower. Or the uh, toilet. Is not considered an interruption. Okay, so that's the, that's the halakha. Let's look at the Mishnah Bura at the bottom. So we said, Since he has in mind to go back. Mashma teaches me. Says somebody who is not used to learning, and then he changed his mind and decided he's going to learn. So at three, three in the afternoon, one day, some guy decided, never learns. He decided, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to listen to a shiur. I'm going to go to Dafyom. He has to say another bracha according to uh, this shita. This is what the Magen Abraham writes because you didn't have plans to go learn in the afternoon. The Taz katav lefech, and the the Taz writes the opposite. If the Shuchan Aruch didn't write the clause, if he had mind to return, it must be that he holds. That he has in mind that if an opportunity comes, even one hour, that he's not normally learning, that he'll come and learn. In general, we usually are lenient when it comes to safek brachot. When we're not sure uh, whether to say a bracha or not, we uh, we are we say safek, and that's why we don't say uh, a, a, another bracha in this situation. Next, when it comes to sleeping. You were talking about a nap. A guy goes to bed at uh, one of the little shluf at one o'clock in the afternoon, puns and waking up in an hour. That's not considered half sick. Which he explains, or you know, a guy who dozes off while he's sitting or laying, a really, really light nap. And this, even if, if, if this happens at night. Or the shower or the toilet. The feature gam sham and a masiach tato adain. <clears throat> because when you go to the shower and you go to the toilet, you're not, you know, you're not stopping whatsoever from. You're not saying, okay, I'm. In, uh, there's an interruption to learning. You're, okay, you have people go to the bathroom all the time. More than that, there's also halachot that you have to know in the bathroom. So, so that those halachot that you're recalling in the bathroom of what you need to do is learning Torah in a way, because you're recalling the halachot. So, such as how much you're allowed to reveal of yourself in the bathroom. Uh, same thing in the, in the bathhouse, even with your with other people. Back then, the bathhouses used to be with many people. You know, whether you're not allowed to greet 
people with the name of Shalom. The name of Shalom is the name of Hashem. So a person is not stopping to think about Torah. So therefore, you're allowed to continue learning Torah afterwards. You don't say you need to say another bracha. Okay, back on top. Halacha Yudalev. Shnat Keva Bayom Amitato Havefsek. If a person has a good sleep during the day on his bed, this is considered a hefsek. And some say, no, it's not considered hefsek. It's not considered an interruption. Vechen Nahagu. And Shukhanaru says, and this is how we are knowing that if a person takes a, a nap in the uh, during the day, it's not considered hefsek, and you don't have to say another bracha. So it says Mishnah at the bottom. Vechen Nahagu. Lechem Hamudot Katab, he quotes a sefer called Lechem Hamudot. Velinile seems to me, Shamevarech Tabo ala bracha. The person who says Birkota Torah again, he shall be blessed. Vechen Nahag Mori Mahari Levarech. And so was my the custom of my rabbi to say a bracha. The Prichadash would say the same thing to say another bracha. And the Chayya Adam would also say that you have to say a bracha. Even though the Primegadim writes that we could rely on the opinion not to say another bracha. If someone did say a bracha, it's not the end of the world. He doesn't lose out. Uh, in general, you have to know exactly what is considered a shnat keva and a shnat arai. To know what is considered a permanent, or a shnat keva is like a real sleep and what's just a nap. If you don't know the difference, then you for sure shouldn't say a bracha. But if you went to sleep for a good, uh, you stayed up all night, and then you come back home at, uh, at 10 in the morning, you come back at 10 in the morning, and then you go to sleep till 3 in the afternoon. Okay, that's a serious sleep. So in that situation, um, Shulchan Aruch seems to imply not to say a bracha, that's the custom, but there are many, many here, uh, poskim, that say that that bracha, that you should say a bracha, because it was a very, very extended uh, extended sleep. <coughs> Back on top. Ah, so even though you are learning at night, not, uh, so, so just... Just re, re, restate the rule. The, the light begin. The night begins a new day. Okay, so now it's already nighttime. So technically, we're on the next day. So, but I said Birkota Torah this morning when I woke up. But now it's a new day. It's nighttime now. So do I have to say Birkota Torah again now that we're learning? So that's what this what this halacha says. Afim lamed balayla halayla yom Even though you're learning now at night. The, the, tonight really is connected to the previous day that just passed. <laughs> as long as you don't sleep, you don't have to say another Birkot HaTorah. And that's why we didn't say Birkot HaTorah now, before we learned. <laughs> Let's look down at Mishnah Bura. Even if the guy didn't say, didn't learn anything during the day, and this is his first time learning, then he still, he still doesn't have to say uh, Birkot HaTorah again. Sha'abad, because the, the, the night is connected to the day preceding, as long as he's awake, because technically he can learn whenever he has an, an open chance. And the, the, or the interruption uh, throughout the day is not considered a real interruption when it comes to Birkata Torah. As long as Shelo Yashem, that he did not sleep, this is a real sleep. But if a person did have a 
uh, a sleep even at the beginning of the night is considered an interruption, and he would have to say another bracha. And even according to the opinion in the previous halacha that said uh, it's not a hefsek, would agree here in this case it is a hefsek and you have to say another bracha. If he was awake all night, some say you don't have to say in the morning, some say you do. Because the Chachamim instituted this bracha every day, similar to all the other Birkot HaShachar, and whenever you're in doubt, uh, we, we don't say a Amen. What's best to do is to hear the Bikat Torah from somebody else who uh, clearly woke up and just answer Amen from him. And then just recite some Psukim afterwards so that it's considered as if this is a place that he learned. Or you could have in mind to fulfill the Misfan Ahavaraba, which we spoke about last time. learn a little bit after Shachrit. If a guy took a really good nap during the day on his bed, and at night he was awake all night, everybody holds in this situation. He has to say Bikata Torah in the morning. And the the bracha of Avatulam of Arvit does not um, exempt you from uh, from Bikata Torah if you didn't learn right after Tefillah. Okay. <coughs> Yud Gimel. Let's see if we can uh, finish the Siman. Yud Gimel. On top. Hamashkim Kodem Or Hayom. Dilmod. Mevarech Bikata Torah. Ve'eno Tzarich Lachsol Varech Shirech Rebeta Knesset. So. Uh, someone who wakes up early in the morning, this is very common now in uh, the winter months in the Northern Hemisphere, you wake up early in the morning, it's still very dark outside. Okay, so uh, even if you wake up at 6 o'clock, it's uh, just looking at the calendar now, today dawn was at 6.32. So anybody that wakes up before 6.32, you're, you're, you're not waking up at any part of the morning whatsoever. So you wake up in the morning and you want to learn. You don't have to go and repeat it when you get to shul. When he wakes up early in the morning, you should say all the brachot except for the blessing of Hashem who gives the rooster the ability to discern between day and night um, because it's not day yet. So you can't say that bracha. He shouldn't say parashat tamid either. That's found in Korbanot. You should wait until it's daytime to say those blessings. It says You should wash your hands before you say the bracha to learn. And if he doesn't have water, he could learn and say a bracha of Birkot Torah without washing. Because that is the actual the custom of the Ashkenazim. The, the, the bracha of Netilat Yadayim doesn't come till afterwards in the Birkot, uh, birkot uh, Shachar. We Sfaradim, we have it said at, at the beginning. But uh, that's, uh, that's the Ashkenazi custom. If there is no water, and you can continue, you can learn and, and say bracha Birkot Torah without, uh, without washing. You can't touch anything, no? <sighs> what do you mean? Oh, this, oh, Tom, oh, this, oh, is oh. The bracha, this is the bracha of the Beta Knesset. 
bracha, the, the washing of the bed when you come to the bed of All right? Yeah, you wake up, you got to wash your hands right when you wake up. That's the one that's yeah. not there. You, you say that, and then there's, then there's another one that said before, bed Knesset, um, as is a custom. So mevarech b'kart haTorah ve'af im chazar ve'yashen acharka shnat keva kodem or ayom or bayom and we're at the bottom of now Mishnah Bura and even if a person went back to sleep after he had a, a long nap or long sleep before the day and say chazor barech he doesn't need to say another bracha so if he woke up at four in the morning he says b'kart haTorah goes back to sleep he learns a bit goes back to sleep and he wakes up he doesn't need to say it again. Because if I wake up at four in the morning and I say Birkota Torah, I'm, that's going to cover me until the next night. Because of the Yeshomrim, if you'd Aleph, and all this according to the Yeshomrim, but even according to what we wrote before, that even as someone who takes a serious nap during the day is. Um, he, he doesn't lose out if he says the bracha. According to those opinions that said it's not a problem to say another bracha, here for sure you should probably say another bracha because still night. Before daytime. Even if someone wakes up at uh, 2 in the morning for whatever reason and wants to go back to sleep, he can even say the, all the blessings at two in the morning, and he doesn't need to say it again when he wakes up. The only one that he has to say again is the bracha of Elohai Neshama, because he went back to sleep. He went back to sleep, so again he has to say, Thank you, Hashem, for bringing back my Neshama. Uh, but he should say it without the, the blessing of Hamachazir Neshama Karimatim. Just, you know, right? And as well, don't say with Hashem's name. When he wakes up in the morning and he repeats them, he should say it with um, the name of Hashem. Bina, uh, we said that uh, we don't say the bracha, but the Acharonim seem to go against the Shuchan Aruch here. And they say that you could still say this blessing of the rooster even before it's light outside. But you could wait, it's probably better to wait. Um, if you didn't hear the, the crow of the rooster. But you still fulfill it even if you don't hear the crow of the rooster. This is only assuming that you that you said this blessing after midnight. But if you said the blessing of the rooster at 11 at uh, 10 at night and still before biblical midnight, then for sure you have to say the bracha again later on. Uh, even if you happen to hear a rooster at that time. The parasha tamid also should be, as Shuchan Ruh said, also should wait till daytime. And all the mishnayot of the korbanot that we say, uh, also, because all those Mishnayot were said corresponding to the Korbanot that were brought during the day. That's when they brought. So therefore you got to wait till the day. He should wipe his hands from anything that is uh, needs to be cleaned. Last halacha in the Siman. On top, Women should say the Bracha of Birkot HaTorah. And um, and Mushnah Brewer here writes, "Hatam ayin be'burah lacha." 
Uh, if you want, look in the Biur Halacha to explain. So let's look at the Biur Halacha, which is the smaller writing to the right of the Mishtabrua. Uh, he explains. You see it? Nashim? Toward the bar? Nashim. Hatam. What's the reason? Because even though women are exempt from Talmud Torah, but they are still obligated to learn the laws that are shayach to them, that are applicable to them. They also need to say one of the, par- the parashiyot of the korbanot because a woman is chayevet in tefillah. She has to, according to Rambam, they have to do one, one minimum one tefillah a day. And therefore, this bracha, Birkat Torah, will fall for that. According to this reason, she could actually motzi a man with this bracha, she could say the bracha of Asher uh, Bachabanu and fulfill the obligation for a man. And so to the Primagadim says, similar, and uh, the, the Gra argues as to what the reason is. Um, okay, fine. Uh, he says the reason why they say the bracha. Okay, so this is uh, uh, for Ashkenazi women who have the custom to <coughs> even say a bracha on mitzvot that, that is a time-bound mitzvah. So uh, they could still say vetzivanu, that they were commanded to do so because they have the, the, the custom to say, uh, to say the a bracha. If they want to shake a lula, for example, um, they're allowed to, and they, Ashkenazi women shake, uh, say a bracha. Sephardic women don't say a bracha if they want to shake a lulav because it's a time-bound mitzvah that they're not obligated to do. Okay. How are we doing on that? Uh, the, the law was different, right? For women coming, um, like I say, coming, let's say, later on in the day. They yeah. learn throughout the whole day, and they come later on in the day. They have to repeat the Torah. Like men don't. Right? They come later and they went. Let's say, let's say a woman, let's say, she says her Torah in the morning and she comes at night and she goes to Shur at night. <clears throat> it's not the same as a man who says, oh, does it become the Torah in the morning? None of them have to repeat it. Oh, I, I thought in the, I remember we did in Gemar Barachot that like, the women were different because they go out, they don't think about it. They're out shopping or whatever. They don't think about Torah. So it doesn't count the whole day. Like it's, oh, so, it's, so, it's, so, a, it's, it's an interruption. It's an interruption. Um, I don't know, I thought I remember that. L- listen, if, 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 if it seems that the same laws would apply, so if you have an Isaiah Hadat, like we said, the guy that n- normally doesn't learn, and then all of a sudden, didn't we say even, even though we still it still counts, so you still have to say, it. maybe he doesn't normally learn. Didn't we say that? We said a guy that normally doesn't learn. Okay, um, where was it again? Uh, here, you knew Chabet. So the Magen Abraham says he has to say it again, mm-hmm. but the Ta says you don't, and then we said, you have two, two opinions, probably best not to say a bracha in that situation because of the Safek that's involved, the doubt. So that's, that's generally how we practice um, whenever we have a, a, a doubt for a bracha. So the same thing would apply here for a man or a woman. Even yeah, for woman. Even for women, of course. Women are obligated to say, to say because of the Torah. That's why he brought that um, that, that halacha. All right, good. Let's go on. Memchet Omri, we're in Siman Memchet Omrim Parashat Tamid Upsukei Korban Shabbat Omrim Ese Parashat Tamid Bo Seifechad. So only just one halacha here over here. It begins with the Rama. Uh, not usually. Uh, usually Simanim don't begin with the Rama, but this one does. He says, Then we say, after Bikat we say the Parashat Tamid. Parashat Tamid, 
is tzavet b'nei Yisrael v'amarta lehem et korbani lachmi leishai reachti chovidi shmeru lakri vi b'moado. This is that's par, that's parashat tamid. V'yeshomrim seder amaracha and some also say uh, the seder amaracha which we also we we do in our um, I'll show it over here seder amaracha. Get my sidur is also in our korbanot. It's Abaye. Hava Mesader Seder Amaracha. Guys, familiar with that text? There we go. Abaye Hava Mesader Seder Amaracha. That's the Seder of the Avodan the Bet Hamidash. Okay. Mishema Digmara in the name of what you learn in Shir. Ve'alibag de'abad Shaul Maracha Gedola. Okay. First, you take the the collection of the Aitzim that was going to be burned. Kodemet lemaracha shina shekitoret. That comes before the the uh, the gathering of the etzim for the ketoret. And that one comes before all the order of what's done. That's the Maracha, which we recite every morning. And then That's another thing that we say in our Korbanot. If you're not able to say this in a Tzibur, you can say it in your home. And then just repeat Parashat Tamid with the Tzibur. And then have in mind the second time that it's like you're reading in the Torah. And everyone wonder why people shackle like this. They go back and forth. Why they shake? This is what the Ramah is saying over here. The Minhag to do this when people read the Torah or when they're praying, okay? Is because the Torah was given berete to v'chalchala. It was given with uh, with trembling. So uh, trembling is an action of, of of scared. So you're, you're you're moving. And not only that, Hashem kal atzmotai tomar na Hashem. All of my bones, tomar na Hashem ikamocha say Hashem Hashem who is like you. To me, your whole body is engrossed in the um, in the in the learning of Torah. I like that a lot more than the answer I got when I was like six. And that's some random guy said. Because I need to focus. I can't, fo- I can't focus everything around. Oh, no, no, that's, that, that definitely is not the, the reason. Um, I remember hearing in the name of uh, Rabbi Mansur, I believe, is, um, is the back and forth represents the, the combination of Ahava and Yirah, love and fear. Loving God and fearing God. When you, you go forward, you love Him, and when you, you're back, you fear Him. It's like the Avinu and the Malkenu. I thought it was a very nice uh, idea. I thought I remember a bee standing still on my side. I stand still. I try to do my best to stand still. Um, you know, you're, you're especially when you're praying Amidah, you're like a malach, an angel. Stand still. Uh, that's why I mostly recommend to people, but it's, it's okay. Like People do do uh, na'anuim. Okay. Well, Who's it that says you have to move every bone in your body? No, that that's the idea. That's the idea where it comes from. It's kalat motai, that all your bone, bones are... Are, are declaring Hashem Kamocha. So when you're moving like this, you're, you're using your body. Then you shouldn't be moving then. You're saying you shouldn't, you shouldn't. That, that means you should be. That's why yeah, he's, he's telling that the minhag that people are to do that, this is where it comes from. But there is a minhag not to move whatsoever at all. But at the same time, you learn in the, in the Gemara, the Mishnah, then uh, the Rabbi Akiva, you know, when uh, he wouldn't move, but when he, was, when he would be by himself, he would start in one corner and end up in another corner in the room, right? During his tefillah, from all the prostrations that he would make and, uh, you know, that he would do during things. So, you know, call a few minago and uh, 
What if you're not doing the movement because of the hug and you just like get jittery? If, if that if okay, so if that's if if it's if that's what's going to keep you focused, then fine. Then you know the key is the kavana. You know, so, so if that's going to give you more kavana, then then you continue doing it. Um, speaking to a you know big Tommy Chacham once, and he was telling me that uh, um, you know if he goes for him, he goes the the Amida is 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 this moment of of solitude that he just. He closes his eyes and he goes, I need to hold something because I, I feel like like I, I'm, I'm in a new dimension. So I got to keep something, keep me grounded, he said. But but he goes, he's not moving. He's, 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 I mean, he's, he's an, he was an Ashkenazi Jew. He was telling me this, you know, this, is it the power of the Abhidat. Close your eyes and let, let the, the words and the, the, the messages take you. Anyway, so that's, uh, let's see what maybe the Mishnah Bura will talk about it. Um, uh, below, but now, now the Shulchan Ruch speaks. The Shabbat, Omnim Ezer Parashat Tamim, Pesukim Musaf of the Shabbat. On Shabbat, we add the Pesukim of Musaf of Shabbat. But we don't add the Pesukim of Rosh Chodesh Yom Tov. Because we're going to read that in the Torah uh, when we read the Musaf Parashat Inchas. Some say we mention Musaf of Rosh Chodesh in the Korbanot. In order to publicize that it is Rosh Chodesh, I believe the custom of the Moroccans is to do that, is to uh, to say the uh, to, uh, to add not only Shabbat but even Rosh Chodesh in the Korbanot, uh, like the Ashkenazim. Okay, let's look at the uh, back. Turn the page back, and we'll look at the Mishnah Bura here. Hatamid. So he says over here, "Vehibim koma kravat korbanot tamid." Saying this uh, this parasha of et korbani lachmim is in place of. Bringing the korban tamid, shaken kibu chazal, because chachamim accepted. Shabbos man shemet amidash kayam beinochinim yakriv korbanot. Misha osek parin parashiyotin malei alav katu kilu ikrivum. That in time of the bet tamid, the time that there's no bet tamidash and we're not able to bring korbanot, the person who studies these parashiyot, it's as if they brought the korban itself. Ukach yesh omnim gam ken seder manacha mitamze. That's the reason why we say that seder manacha. This is the custom where we say, like I showed you before, Abaye Ava Mesadeb. Venireli, it seems to me, Pashut, Timishio de Asefer Mitzvah, Lil Molba Gemara, Perus Amem Rahazo, Vehen Manashu, Mashanu Omni Behoyom in Yane Asiata Ketore, Kedeshavid Mashu Omer, Bazete Hashev Lomira, Bimkomaktera, that if a person knows how to um, uh, to, to study the Gemara and the Perus that is connected to this, that's what they should do. They should learn more into it. It's not just enough to just read the words like we do, but learn, actually figure out the, the, the commentary that's involved with it. How about we even get to that letter, the level of just reading it? Because most people just skip the Korbanot. But, uh, you know, let's, uh, if, if you're at the level that you can learn it, then learn it. That the korbanot should be said while standing. This is not the custom of the Sfaradim. Dugmata korbanot shayabamida because the korbanot used to be offered while the Kohanim were standing. Vayen v'sharet shuba v'shem kava harim shachokin azeh. But the sharet shuba brings down many people that argue on this. Ubi pri megadim. Next page. Katab de komakom the parashat tamid raul leamod should try at least parashat tamid to stand. Shekorin batzibur bekol ram because read out loud in the um, 
יראו את הציבור. גם מה שכתב בבעל ידי בשם דרך חוכמה שיזהה לומר פרשת התלמיד בציבור עם השליח ציבור שטרי לסי דעת פרשה ואת השליח ציבור עיין בשערי תשובה שהשיג על זה. כתב הפרי מגדים מה שכתוב בסידורים בנוסח יהי רצון כאילו הקרבנו קורבן התמיד אוקיי? אם תלוק אני פי אטנשן לזה יהי רצון ובישי השם it's as if we brought the קורבן התמיד יש גורסין הקרבתי some סידורים write the word הקרבתי I brought and not hikravnu, we brought, and on achon, that's not right. Ki hikravti, beparashat chatata be'alim kai. Mashen ke metamid en yachin mikre be'alim. Because you can only say hikravti with regards to a parashat chatat, because the, the, the parashat of a korban chatat has to do with the owners of the chatat. You sin, so you have to bring the thing, so you can say hikravti. But with regards to parashat tamid, the parashat tamid is not, belong, there's no ownership there, it's belonged to the whole kahal. So you have to say kilu hikravnu. ובתור הגרסה, כאילו קרב התמיד במועדו, וזה נכון. שהתשובה משלמת גם גרסה שלנו, אוקיי? אלסו, בית בציבור, שבידן בציבור, שדרכם באותו מקום לומר רק פרשת תמיד לבד בציבור. That was the custom to do so as a ציבור. ולחזור, שמנהגם היה מקדם לומר הכל ביחד בקורם, the custom of olden days was to say it all together, loudly, ואם כן לא יכול לשתוק בעת שאומרו בציבור, and therefore, and if so, a person is not able to be quiet when he is saying with Sibur, so that uh, it is recognized that, uh, that this is what's happening. We don't want it to seem that you're bringing two Temidim, there's only one Korban Tamid, so therefore you're doing it differently uh, as, uh, you know, reading it like you're learning Torah, so that no one thinks that you're bringing two Temidim. Again, that's not the custom, we don't really have this custom nowadays where this is broadcasted publicly, but this seemed to be the custom at the time many years ago. Um, <laughs> the, the Rama said that, people, that the, they would, people would shake and go back and forth when they would pray. Right? This is what we're talking about. The people that argue and say that you should not be shaking when you're praying Amidah. And only during Psukei de Zimra and Kriyat Shema and learning Torah, אפילו שבעל פה, המנהג להתנענע. והכתב מגן אברהם, and the מגן אברהם writes, הוא דעבד כמר עבד, דעבד כמר עבד. מגן אברהם says, you want to do like him and shake? אוקיי. you want to do like him and don't shake? אוקיי. meaning הכל כשר, everything is kosher. והכל לפי מה שהוא אדם. and that's what I was saying, everything is based on the person. אם מכוון היטב על ידי תנועה, יתנענע. If you're going to concentrate better by shaking, then shake. But if not, just stand. The key is to have concentration. He says, there's some people that shake wrongly and they do it in a hearty way. They do it with their arrogance when they go left and right. You say left and right, don't do left and right. You want to shake, you can go back and forth, that's beseder. But to go like this, that's considered derech ga'ava, considered uh, 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 arrogance. And la sotken, a person shouldn't do that. All right? But you, you used to go left and right. Yeah, don't go left and right. I so, did, I didn't know. Yeah. But, then, but, but it was just said before that, that if you want to shake, if you want to do whatever, like, Shake, Whatever shake. makes you concentrate better. Yeah, shake, shake, right. front, shake front and back. Don't shake left and right. Why? But if I feel more comfortable shaking left and right, like that's my form of, of, of being connected to like whatever I'm doing. 
I'm not gonna like just chop chicken left and right. Like, 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 you explain why left and right? Yeah, why left and right? I can see that. When you see some people, they're going like this. Um, he doesn't explain why it is, but in the class, okay. You're like, ah, it's normal. And that's okay. You shouldn't do it. But should it be obvious that like that if you want to shake or if or if you want to do whatever you want, like 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 uh like while you're praying or 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 or, or like while you're learning, like should it be obvious that whatever you want to do? No, nothing in Judaism is obvious. No, but but like why why is it, why is it the mention? Okay, like if you want to shake, you can shake. Like yeah, I know. Like if if you want to shake, I'll shake. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. It's not fun. anywhere else in Judaism. It's not like, oh, I just do what I feel like. It's always a law. If you even feel like, oh, that doesn't make any sense, you still have to do it. So well, I feel more connected to Hashem when I. I, wa- I, wa- I wonder. I wonder if it might have to do with with um, um, impeding, you're not, you're impe- not bowing down but also impe- impeding on the on the person praying next to you, right? Which which is brought down in other places that a person if if, if that if you're going to cause a person to lose concentration because you're who knows what you're doing with your body, okay? <laughs> then, then, then you should then, then you shouldn't do it. Right. What so, you, like, so like, but but that's less going to happen if you're going back and maybe forth. You, it's like it looks like you're avoiding bowing down because you're oh I don't bow down to the sham. Like, I just go side to side. But know? how if I go back and forth, I go like this. Like, like I yeah, again, well, it's good. Like, Everyone's got their their way. Everyone's got their way. This is maybe why it's best to stay still for everyone listening online. <laughs> this is probably always best to stay still because a you're not. I, I, yeah, that's why I agree with the Mishnah Baruch says over here that in, 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 in Tefillah for sure and I mean that person should try his best to stay still it's a very old moment. the other time you know, you're learning Torah you want you need to get in you gotta keep yourself awake alright so you're just moving whatever then okay you know or stand, so, up. or stand up right so you know in that in that situation it's fine but for Amida I mean, a person should really try especially Sfaradim they should try to be uh, to, to stay still uh, okay let's just finish the last Mishnah Baruch over here so he said that the the that the the custom of the, the Ramah says the custom is to add the paragraph of Rosh Chodesh in the Korbanot. And he says over here Kedele Farsem to publicize Rosh Chodesh. But Yom Tov Entzichim Mefarsem. But you don't need to publicize Yom Tov. Shekvar Hu Memfursam Etmol because Rosh Chodesh was already publicized the night before. About Shabbat Afapishu Mefursam. Even though it's already publicized before. You still say it again, Shachrit. Because there's only two psukim in the parashat of the Korban, which we happen to read on Rosh Chodesh as well. So any two psukim. So it's not so much of a publication. Okay, we'll stop the halakha portion of that here, and uh, we will continue now with the next piece.